You are listening to a Big MX Radio podcast, brought to you by Fly Racing, presented by W Wheels, X-Brand Goggles, Shades of Grey Custom Helmet Painting, TransCanada Motorsports, Rhino Power Sports Supplements, Westside Honda, Roy Borton Suspension Systems, Watts Perfections, and Golden Tire. Motocross and Supercross news from around the globe. We're not experts, but we've got a microphone. Check us out on the web at www.bigmxradio.com. And now, here's your host, Brad Gebhardt. Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast, brought to you by Fly Racing, WUSA, and X-Brand Goggles. Go to flyracingusa.com today to check out everything they've got to offer. Need brand new wheels? Check out dubyausa.com today to get some brand new wheels for your bike. Is it time for a new pair of goggles? Why not X-Brand? Head to eksbrand.com today to place your order. Shop online and support our sponsors. Really appreciate it. With us on the line, Mike McInerney of Sandbox Kings Graphics. How's it going? What's up, brother? How are you? Hey, not too bad. A little colder uh, than your location, but you're about to get a shit ton of snow. Uh, Just want to call you up and talk uh, Sandbox Sandbox Kings Graphics. I like it. We actually uh, found a little bit of time here to squeeze this in, so it works out good before this two feet of snow dumps on us. Absolutely. Bracing for the snow and the cold to uh, to hit your area. Um, Sandbox Kings is located out of where exactly? We are located out of western Massachusetts um, in a place called Pittsfield. It's out in Berkshire County, small little place. But uh, there is actually a different location than Boston and Massachusetts. A lot of people don't realize that. We are at the okay, other. so there's more than one location uh, for the mass holes to congregate. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, we're, we're like five five minutes out of New York. We're right on the New York border, actually. Five minutes out of New York. So I guess you were happy to see that uh, the New York is, has become a staple for, for Supercross. Uh, last year was the very first year uh, that they've come back to that area. Of course, they'd been there before, back uh, in the in the 90s and some of the like late 80s. They had some Supercross races there. Uh, what was the reaction from the local um, the local fans to, to having a Supercross so close to home once again? Oh, man, people loved it. I'll tell you, we went out there and just pulling into the parking lot where we parked, I was next to 50 or 60 people I knew. And, uh, you know, obviously growing up in this area and doing what we do, we're at a lot of local tracks, and uh, that's the big draws, obviously, the racers and their families. And uh, it was almost like a local race going out there. And, you know, whatever they get in there, 50, 60,000 people, where it, was, it, was, it seemed like everybody was local, you know. It was a, it was a cool turnout. I liked it. That's excellent. Absolutely. Um, how did this all start for you? Like, what's your history, or where does that that benchmark start uh, with the timeline of you becoming so passionate about motorsports, uh, motocross specifically? Uh, for the, and uh, for those who have, I haven't quite introduced you yet, we are of course speaking with Mike McInerney of Sandbox Kings Graphics. Uh, thanks again for doing the show. 
I appreciate you having me on. I uh, I like what you're doing up there. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. Just trying to get some exposure to uh, motocross in general. There's not nearly enough avenues to get all of the uh, the stories out there, and uh, I want to be one of those uh, avenues that can uh, can hit every single uh, nook and cranny of the sport. And uh, what better to do than to, to get a guy like yourself on, who's an entrepreneur, uh, trying to make things happen, trying to uh, make a difference in the sport of motocross, and uh, doing it in a stylish way, I might add. Hey, man, I appreciate it. And, of course, uh, you know, being a new company, any extra outlets we can reach out to and uh, hopefully touch somebody new, then hopefully that will turn into some business down the road, you know? Excellent. Now, getting back to my original question, how did this all get started for you? Did you were you a racer born and bred? Did you, like, what? where's that story begin? Uh, well, I came from a family that didn't have much money. So, you know, when I was real little, I had a cousin who lived across the street from me who raced motocross. And they were a little bit more, uh, they were a little bit better off than we were. So I was basically just stuck going to his races and watching him. And we, uh, we live about 40 minutes from Southwick. So we used to be at Southwick all the time. We'd hit the nationals. And of course, a little kid race, you know, watching races like that, you're just taken back by how many people there are and how big of a thing it is, which, you know, back then was, was crazy, but I think it's even grown since then. And, uh, probably about fifth grade going into sixth grade, I got my first dirt bike uh used beat up you know pretty much came in a box basically and uh dad said you know you get good you get better we'll uh we'll talk about getting you a new bike and the rest was on me and of course it didn't take long to get that new bike and uh the passion of it just basically drove me to the top of the 80 classes and so on so forth and all the way up and now i uh i got a 10 year old son who races he's in 80s and it's all about him, you know. I'm too old to be to be out there banging bars. So, uh, where did your uh, talents take you? Where was the highest level of racing that you were able to uh, compete in? Was it basically just uh, mobbing up the, the 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 pro class out at uh, 207, or uh, did you end up trying to qualify for some nationals? We, uh, I never went to um, to the pro levels. I actually, I would say my biggest. I don't know if it was the highest I got to, but one of the one of my most fond memories of motocross, which is actually, it, it's kind of funny. It goes both ways. It was a good memory, but a terrible one at the same time. I had raced Travis Pastrana down in, uh, where was it? Down in uh, Bud's Creek, which I found out later was his home track. But long story short, we were at a Loretta Lynn Regional, I believe it was, in the 125B class. And this was the first time I had tried to uh, to make it to Loretta's. And like I said, we didn't have much money, so it was kind of a big deal. And uh, No kidding, yes. Yeah. Pressure's on. It was awesome. So we went down there, and to me, that was a national at that time, you know. And uh, I was holding my own. I was in, like, fourth place. And here comes Travis around, and he lapped me. And uh, we basically hit the back tabletop. And uh, the track was set up a little bit different back then. But he hit the tabletop next to me while lapping me. Looked at me and did a heel clicker. In fourth time. place. Yeah. And he did a heel clicker. And that's back when McGrath was doing knack-knacks. And that was the coolest thing, you know. And I looked at that and I was like, mm -hmm. wow. You know, there's going to be 30 more of these dudes down at Loretta's. Let's save our money, you know. So, Travis ruined my uh, Loretta ex experience. Just demoralizing by uh, <laughs> the Maryland kid who beat. Like, that is literally, uh, I think the track is located maybe half hour, 45 minutes from where he lives. And, yeah, that's in his backyard, man. But um, cool to see. Like, you are obviously had some skills out there and uh, enough passion for the sport to stay in it and want to encourage your son to do so. Uh, the, the You're the sandbox king. He's a sandbox prince. And uh, looks like... Um, 
Looks like he's coming along quite nicely on uh, some bikes that are always pretty well appointed. Yeah, he's doing real good. I'm proud of him. Uh, he was off to a great start when he was younger. We went down did Loretta's when he was like six, which ended up actually being my first time actually going to the race. And so the whole mm-hmm. thing was just, you know, I was just taken back by the whole, I love amateur sports. I like amateur motocross more than I like watching the pros, honestly. And uh, it was just a great experience. He went down there. He did a, I think he went uh, 5-3-1 for a third overall. And that was wow. obviously made it a way better trip, you know? So it was awesome. Totally. Absolutely. That's impressive, especially like the 50 class. It's always littered with a, to- a ton of top-notch guys that are coming up. Like you can re- read through the the lists from ten years ago, and those guys are racing supercrosses and stuff. In fact, uh, Sean Reif himself uh, winning the uh, KJSC back in the day uh, when uh, in ba- I think it was back in two thousand or two thousand and one um, when he was at the U.S. Open. Yeah, I mean, you know how many big names have come out of 50 class down there. It's unbelievable. And uh, honestly, that's where yeah. we got the name Sandbox Kings from was watching the 50 class at Loretta's. I mean, they're, they're, they're the real kings, you know. You, you see these kids come out and they do some unbelievable things on 50s. And even at local races, you can see some kids there out 50-foot gaps on juniors, you know. And it's like, holy moly, you forget these kids are just kids. And then they get off and first thing they do is grab that little toy dirt bike and pack up a jump in the sand and go to work of course absolutely true passion and love for the sport i notice uh your support of amateur racing far outweighs uh your support of of the professional ranks you do have a few guys that are in arena cross right now and of course aaron lampy will be competing in east coast supercross but you've put a major emphasis on supporting these amateur riders um in your mind like how does amateur motocross uh find its way to be a step above in your mind to be something that that people should be spending a lot more time paying attention to and uh the fact that there is a lot of close racing at these regionals and national events uh well i guess it, it goes back to when i raced was you know when i was racing um it was we didn't have social media we didn't have you know uh all these different outlets for kids to get recognized and uh it was really heartbreaking to go and win some of these major events that you know are in new england or in my area or even some nationals and come back and you know the kid sitting next to you at school has no clue or even really doesn't even really care what you do because you know it's all just hearsay and it's what you say you do and now i like that the amateur riders are getting a lot more exposure so to speak um on the social medias like instagram and facebook and and it actually affected my kid too you know he was sponsored at a young age from some pretty big names and um before monster energy had put the kibosh to sponsoring kids. He was sponsored by Monster when we went to Loretta's. He comes back from school one day and his friends are like, you know, you're you're not sponsored by Monster. You got to be 13 and this and that and putting all this stuff in his head. And he's in the first grade, you know, he doesn't know. And he started questioning if he really even had sponsors. And it was just sad to me. So, I mean, we can't even get in the local paper out here. It's it's a struggle to get the kids in the paper. And we have probably 20 kids in just this small town that race, you know? Yeah. That's incredible. Like I, I, I'm very surprised to hear that, and um, it, it's been amazing to see the way social media has b- basically springboarded a lot of these riders into getting uh, some some notoriety and the exposure that they need to get to that next level. I, I think of a kid like Jerry Robin, who if 
Instagram and, and like YouTube wasn't around, no one would be able to watch these videos of him ripping around on that 85. Uh, and then like, you know what I mean? The yeah. wheels get in motion for someone to, to, to get some help. And I even believe that, that, uh, that one kid that uh, gap, gap that huge jump um, rookie, down uh, in rookie white. Yeah, like nobody knew who that kid was until he launched that thing, and it got posted by everybody. And I guarantee he's got some free stuff out of it. And uh, as for you, I noticed that uh, you, like you use social media as a great way to advertise your business and get it out there. And uh, like basically, bikes as far north as Jesse Cherrier's uh, Husqvarna 250F getting. Literally viewed by close to a million people total, uh, and and that's a special thing for you. Oh yeah, I mean the social media has been. Uh, this company was started off of social media. I, I can't lie. Uh, I have a another Instagram that uh, was doing very well, and um, I just basically kind of looked at it and said, "How can we make a mo- some money off of this?" And that's kind of how Sandbox King started. And literally, we started before we knew what we wanted to do. It was going to be a clothing line. And, uh, that was kind of, I remember this. It was, it was only a year ago. It was, it was only a year ago. And it's crazy to think how far we've come in a year and, uh, some of the things that we've done in the, the, the direction that the actual company has taken, you know, what isn't, it wasn't graphics to start with. So everything's different, but it's all going in the, in the, in the right direction. And we are starting the clothing line this spring. We have everything laid out and ready for print and, uh, pretty pumped to start moving that stuff too. Absolutely. So for those who don't know, you are motocross addict on Instagram and uh, about a year ago uh, started releasing some pictures and and gaining followers and gaining followers and uh, eventually started to promote Sandbox Kings as uh, an aspiring brand, something that you yourself promoted, which of course was your own brand, uh, a a way to um, self-promote and cross-promote from one one account to another and you've you've amalgamated yourself with a couple other accounts to basically we all kind of promote each other and and share each other's uh stuff and stuff and whatnot and the the original vision of of doing a uh a clothing line progressed into graphics which like the the graphics company market is saturated with a lot of little companies but you yourself have been able to single yourself out of the herd and create top of mind awareness from these youngsters that are coming up and they they've got some money to spend on some graphics and and you've done a great job of bringing some new and exciting ideas to uh bring a whole new spin on some of these looks um do you yourself do a lot of the uh, the design work, or, or are you uh, pulling the strings behind the scenes? I am more of a put everybody in place to make great things happen and stand back and watch it happen. Um, and, you know, it's, we've been so fortunate this year. It's been unbelievably um, – it, it caught on just so much better than we thought it would. And uh, I hired three different designers. I have one designer in New York one in Wisconsin and one out in uh, California that I use. And uh, two of them are actually moving here to start work full time. Um, so that's come a long way. Um, and again, you know, we've, we, we just kind of singled ourselves out by being a little bit different than the rest. Like you said, there's so many different cookie cutter style graphics companies popping up and, you know, they, they come and go and they're pricing themselves way below everybody. But next thing you know, they're not going to be around in business no more, you know? So um, I'm very happy with, with what we've done in one year's time, literally. It's, it just seems like yesterday we started it, and 
I'm super pumped for the future. All right, guys. All right, guys. It's time for a commercial. If there's one item to be picky about, it's choosing the right helmet. I'm Andrew Short, and I choose the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. You too can wear the exact same helmet I wear, Trey Kennard wears, Jimmy Albertson wears, and many others. The F2 Carbon is a helmet loaded with details that make a huge difference in comfort and safety. Lightweight materials, phenomenal airflow, and a super comfortable sweat-absorbing liner and generous eye port design to accommodate any goggle choice are just a few. And did I mention how super trick these helmets look? Straight off the shelf and onto the racetrack. If you are looking for one amazing helmet, look no further than the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. For more information about Fly Helmets and other products from Fly Racing, visit them on the web at flyracing.com. Make your way down to Westside Honda Polaris and check out the brand new Honda Grom. Honda's revolutionary 125cc fuel-injected mini-moto ultimate weapon. A must-see for all motocross enthusiasts. From the Grom to the usual suspects like the CBR600RR, CRF450R, Westside Honda Polaris of Selkirk, Manitoba has you covered. Check them out on the web at westsidehonda.ca. Call toll-free at one 482 7782 What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with Oats and Bran. Oats and Bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. Amigos racing man. But more than box, what big Jeff likes is a fat bowl. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. So, what do you think of Rich Taylor? Lighter than air and stronger than steel. So what that means is it can move much faster. 2014 X-Brand Goggles is back and better than ever. From the Scatter X, Volcano, and Phantom Goggle, X-Brand has the product to make you stand out on race day. The quality of X-Brand products is second to none. Great lenses, incredible frame, and a strap that doesn't wear out. Great tear-offs, zip-off systems, nose guard, and more. Check out eksbrand.com for all of the accessories and pricing. What's up guys? It's time to talk a little bit about Roy Borden Race. He's the performance specialist. Suspension, making a motor work, balancing a bike, or just maintenance. He's got the tools and know-how to make sure that your bike is ready on race day or practice. Roy Borden has strength in years of experience and the best technology and best tools at his disposal. Whether you're getting your forks redone, seals, or a full, full-blown rebuild on your forks or, or shock. Call up Roy Borton today at 204-633-2722. 
Mike, I understand that you've got this elite group of riders that uh, you support wholeheartedly. These guys are looking fresh every single moto of every race day as well as practice. Uh, who are those guys who you really get behind and uh, why, why, why you pick these specific uh, riders? Um, well, I guess the elite team started basically with five people that when I started Sandbox Kings, I kind of reached out to some people that had a presence on social media, people that seemed like they, they weren't, they weren't, they weren't pros, um, but they were dedicated in what they do. They showed loyalty and they were willing to stand behind me from the jump. Um, and those guys were, uh, Josh Cartwright, uh, Tyler Hayes. Um, we got Tyler Kirchner, Andy Kosk. Uh, Andy Koss has really helped me out. He landed me a uh, sponsorship for Team USA when they went to Commercy France. That was awesome. Um, RJ, it was awesome. Uh, RJ Cook, David Milana, Ty Lepesier, my son, um, and Josh Penner helped us out. Getting all those riders, uh, making sure that they're shouting you out on uh, on social media, letting everyone know uh, how much you help them out. They're looking fly, they're looking fresh, and uh, yeah, man, you, you got some of the coolest stuff out there in the pits. I appreciate it. It's only going to get better, hopefully. When it comes to uh, the local scene out there in Massachusetts, of course, you guys used to have... Uh, um, the Kawasaki Race of Champions is out that way. Uh, all these races that um, bring a little bit of attention up that way. What's the local scene like uh, up in the uh, the Northeast? Um, the immediate local scene um, is kind of cutthroat. You know, there's a bunch of young riders, and uh, I don't know what it is, but that 50 class will set the parents off on a on a crazy on a crazy tangent once in a while, and and uh, Yes, you know, sir. it creates it creates some animosity. But as far as like you know, a little bit more of a broad spectrum, like the Northeast, K Rock is awesome. Brings in tons of riders from all over the place. Uh, Unadilla is a pretty good national to go to every year. Um, the amateur day before and after they run the pros. Um, they just reopened Southwick, so I'm hoping that that kind of gets a big uh, big following going again because that was when I grew up. That's where I grew up. And we need a sand track on it. We need a sand track in the series. Yeah, for sure. You know? It's just, there's... uh, It it hurts me to know that literally every single... Other than maybe Millville, the same track conditions for 12 rounds straight. It's Honestly, I can't even watch outdoors anymore. It's so... It, to me, it's just not that exciting anymore, you know? It's like a lot of the guys will get a whole shot and be gone, and that's the race, and... For half an hour, there's not much going on. So, I'd like. Yeah, they just spread themselves out. Uh, like honestly, I. Um, it's even kind of gotten that way with Supercross, to be completely honest. That usually there's one guy, and then the, a couple guys will puke all over a second. And actually, it's a little bit better to this year than years previous. But yeah, like a guy gets a start, develops like a 10 second lead, and then the rest of the guys space themselves out. They put in their 35 minutes, and then they uh, they go back to the pits for one more. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was thinking that this was going to be the year. It's going to be, uh, like you said, it's a little bit different, but there's still so much talent out in Supercross right now that the field is so deep that I thought that things were going to be a little bit different this year with RV and, uh, and JS7 out, you know? 
For sure. What, what I'd love to get your take on that, quickly get your take on that whole JS7 thing. Uh, obviously, didn't fill out the paperwork needed, uh, was caught possibly cheating. We know that their athletes can get these prescriptions, uh, whether they need it or not is not really the question. Uh, but what do you thought about the uh, 16-month suspension of JS7? I know I love to watch the guy ride a dirt bike. I, I, would, I would go out on a limb and say that he's probably my favorite rider that still rides. Um, Excellent. And, uh, you know, I mean, I'm all for rules and, and keeping everything uniform, I guess, but I don't think the, the punishment fit the crime, you know? Definitely. Uh, it seems like they were trying to make an example of him a little bit. Uh, first offense really come down on him and uh, on whoever it was and, uh, and, and show that uh, we're WADA, we're here to play, and FIM uh, slapping him with a, a, a suspension that, uh, like you said, didn't fit the crime. Um, as far as, like you guys are predominantly a graphic company, now coming out with some apparel, which I might add looks unreal. You've basically covered every single... Uh, based in terms of uh, what's hot and exciting with clothing, whether it be the retro look, the Rasta look, uh, more contemporary, some gangsters, like more more kind of uh, thugged out look. Like, it, you guys got it all. Um, as far as graphics go, though, uh, like you guys predominantly do full blown custom stuff. What's what's the most uh, common or like what like the what's people what are people asking for nowadays? Um, well, I think the metallic stuff that we kind of been putting out um, is the biggest draw. I know that it separates us a lot from the other people, and we do a lot of different things. And for competitive reasons, I won't I won't bring them up on the show, but. Uh, you know, the metallics have definitely been a big draw. Um, the, there's a team called Allergen that we just signed with. And, uh, if you got, if you get Moto Playground, they had a big, like six page spread or something in the last one that just came out. They're basically the factory Cobra team. Um, so, so, so they have the 50 and the 65 riders. Um, we're signed with them for this year. And, uh, we're putting in, we're actually doing a pretty plain kit for them, but throwing some chrome in there, and it's something that they've never had before, like an actual mirrored chrome, and uh, really looking forward to see how that hits with the kids. You know, they typically don't go down that road because it's something their parents order, and they're just not up on things yet, and they haven't seen these types of things offered, so I can't wait till it hits that market and uh, we start getting more of the 50, 60 riders and keeping them all through their career as long as we can, you know? 100%. Um, definitely, like, honestly, you, just from pictures, every time that I see a Sandbox King graphic kit, I know that it is before I even see the little crown with the SBK. Um, how, how is that uh, that pot or the, the hashtag been uh, trending along? Like, at first, I know that I saw it more and more, like, uh, um, SBK family, uh, a big like basically a trend in through 2014's winter. Has that continued to have some steam uh, and uh, that recognition with the uh, the population as well as um, who do you think is, is your like predominant customer? Like where are you noticing a lot of your, uh, like the average age of your customers coming from? Um, you know, it's been kind of, it's, because we're so new, I really can't put an average on it, I would say, but it's been all over the board. I mean, I got... Uh, I got some older guys. I got some younger guys. I would say probably if we were to put a label on the primary people that are ordering, I would say probably between 13 and 20, I would say. 
Um, obviously, the older people are don't like the flash so much. Um, they're a little bit more mm-hmm. reserved, and that's something that, you know, I don't know if it'll last forever, but it's cool right now, and, you know, we'll put them out as long as there's a demand for it. But, uh, yeah, I would say probably 85s and, and up. Okay, fair enough. Uh, obviously, you've probably seen uh, my Kawasaki's that I released to social media time and time and time and time again because <laughs> I love them so much. Uh, very um, kind of simple look. I, I just basically copied the uh, 2004 uh, factory Kawasaki look. First of all, do you, uh, do you do I get your stamp of approval for the kit? And have you uh, re- received any requests of, ro- of riders hoping to basically replicate uh, a team's graphic kit of, from years past? Like, do you see some a lot of people trying to do that, uh, basically uh, a redo of a retro kit? That's funny, because actually, the, I think the first time that me and you had spoke about your kit, um, I had a request for a split fire um, replication, which I try to stay away from the replicas. Um, just based on, you know, obviously copyright stuff to start with, but, uh, really just trying to make our own footprint. And I know how much I hate it when our kids get copied and I'm starting to notice that that's happening a lot more than anyone would like. So, you know, as far as karma's concerned, I try not to copy too many kits and hope that mine don't get copied as much as they have been, but it is what it is, you know? Absolutely. Uh, of course, like I'm, I'm a big fan of the clean cut look. Uh, so there's some busier stuff out there that looks great as well. Uh, have any freestyle guys uh, approached you or have you approached any freestyle guys to create a kit uh, that has that sort of look going on to it? Um, we, we tested a couple of freestyle kits, um, just meaning that we designed them, printed them, seen how they look. Um, I'm confident that we have a couple of kits that are pretty fresh and when we do decide that we want to tackle that market um you know i'll put those on the website but for now i just kind of put them on ice i really i really am just focusing on the amateur motocross side of things and trying to get into more teamwork as far as like you know we're doing this cobra team um just trying to reach out to some more teams and do unified uh kits for the whole team you know 100%. 100%. You want to get that uh, that unified look. Uh, I myself, huge fan of the, of the throwbacks. As, as you know, I do like throwback Thursday pretty much every day of the week. Uh, <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, where do you see Sandbox Kings going and, uh, and, and in the future? Obviously, you're only one years into production. Uh, what else would you like to branch out onto? And uh, like, obviously, this thing's kind of taken off like a shot. Where, uh, where, do, you, where do you see this thing going forward? tough question i literally sat up for about six hours staring at my tv that wasn't on yesterday thinking the same thing um i don't know man it's been it's been a crazy ride so far and i'm just right now trying to keep up with what we got going on as far as keeping up with the graphics orders i'm trying to get this clothing line going out um i'm not the type to uh sit still with anything for long so um i'm just trying to get this whole business i guess put into place to where the the wheels are rolling and I can move on to something else. Uh, what that something else is, I'm not quite sure. I got a couple of ideas, but I kind of want to keep them to myself for now, but we'll, uh, totally close to the vest. Yeah. You know, so I, like I said, the first year was so mind blowing that to think of where I want to be in five years, I, I feel like I've already achieved my five year goals with everything. So kind of sit back, um, 
regroup a little bit and set my sights on hitting most of the tracks this year. We uh, are in the process of setting up um, or getting set up for traveling, making graphics at the track, um, selling clothes at the track, um, just getting our whole mobile unit going for this year. You know, I feel like there's a ton of business at the tracks. Um, it's a great way to get our name out to the people who don't know us or don't follow us on Instagram or Facebook. Um, just get out there, shake hands, kiss some babies, and uh, make some money, you know? Excellent. And if anyone uh, hasn't already, and they should be following you on, on Instagram, how can they follow uh, your feed to uh, both Instagram and Twitter to uh, see what you got going on? Um, you can find us uh, at Sandbox Kings on Instagram um, and at SBK Clothing on Twitter. Um, I don't really use the Twitter anymore. I couldn't really, I just wasn't vibing with it. Not getting a good flow from there, and it's like Twitter's falling off, man. I'm serious. Like, like I used to tweet all the time. Yeah, I'm done. Like it seems like there's a lot of drama on there too, and that's kind of like if, if you look at our company, mostly everything's on Instagram because it's so drama free. You know, you get on Facebook and everybody's mm-hmm. got something to say and everything. And yeah, and if there's a comment you don't like, you can just delete it and block that person. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Exactly. So yeah, we'll have uh, you can find us on Sandbox Kicks. Oh, and a correction: it's Moto Addicts, not Moto. Addicts. That's right, Moto Addicts. Uh, excellent, excellent follow as well as Sandbox Kings. Uh, uh, as far as uh, if I, Brad Gebhardt, would like to get a, a graphic kit from my bike, what are the avenues? How do I make it happen? Uh, what's the process like from uh, designing either a, a custom kit or a semi-custom kit? Or uh, if I just need gra- uh, it's like uh, some backgrounds from a bike, what's uh, what's the process like with you guys? Um, well. Is, you can check us out on our website, which is thesandboxkings.com. Um, we've had some problems keeping it updated and keeping a web guy that's uh, dedicated, so we're a little bit behind on the web. I hear you. We're really trying to put that back together. i got a guy working on it diligently right now. Um, if you go to the site right now, you'll see it has a completely different facelift as of this morning. It's not where I want it to be, but it's where we needed it to be because orders weren't being able to be placed for the last couple months online. couple months, you believe that? So, wow. yeah, so I've missed out on months of business online and I really have to thank everybody who's reached out and gone out of their way basically to find me to make a kit because it hasn't been easy. People are getting my phone number somehow and trying to email me on different emails and, you know, we've been busy as hell without the internet or without the website. So I can't wait till we get this thing up and running to get going. But yeah, if you want to reach out, backgrounds, full kits, clothing will be up soon, thesandboxkings.com. Excellent. Uh, check those guys out. TheSandboxKings.com. Contact uh, these guys. Get yourself into a set of graphics that uh, is, is going to work well for you. It's durable. It's the, the best quality vinyl printing available. As well as uh, go ahead and pick yourself up some t- like some some stickers, some shirts. Represent the brand that you got on your, on your graphics and uh, enjoy that. Um, if someone's looking for some stickers, they just they, they want to shout you out on Instagram or something like that. Uh, how do they go about um, getting getting some stickers from you? Because I know those kids out there that are listening, uh, they'd love to get some SBK stickers on their bike, or stick them on their binder, their sure. locker at school. How do they get How do they get that? Yeah, we're going? all about that. You can uh, you can send a self addressed stamped envelope to SBK at one sixty three North Street, Pittsfield, Massachusetts. 01201 and we'll get you out some goodies 
Excellent, man. Uh, so uh, as far as uh, prices go, you guys are super competitive with all the other brands out there. You guys set yourselves apart in a lot of ways in terms of making sure your stuff is crisp, sharp looking, durable, and uh, of the best quality out there. How does Sandbox Kings separate themselves from the herd in terms of uh, making sure that uh, when you when you pick Sandbox Kings, you're picking the best? Uh, I appreciate that. We... Um... Like I said, there's there's certain things that we do quality-wise um, that has been separating us. I just got a, a set of graphics in from somebody that had ordered a set, got them, decided it wasn't what they wanted. They sent them to me and said, make something different, just not these. And, uh, you know, by trade, we have a signed shop already, so we deal with a bunch of different materials. Um, so the first thing we do is tear into the materials and what other people are offering. And it's just not up to par. You know, we have air release channels on these uh on the vinyl um we're doing thicker laminates we do clear laminates we do uh, matte laminates excuse me gloss matte um textured there's a bunch of different options that aren't even listed on the website yet that we're testing um and then you get into the metallics and the things like that that most people aren't doing um i i probably got 10 calls this week already just based on we want something shiny we like what you're doing on on uh on Instagram, we want something like that. So I think that the metallic stuff's been helping out a lot. Like I said, it might just be a craze for now. It'll probably fall off eventually, but uh, that's kind of been the big the big hit with a lot of people. Excellent, man. Really appreciate you taking some time. Mike McInerney uh, from the Sandbox Kings. You are the Sandbox King, my friend, and you're doing great work. Uh, I promise to take only about 30 minutes of your time. We went a tad bit over, but uh, the bench racing is incredible. And uh, yeah, just getting some information on how people can contact you and, and uh, take advantage of the services you can provide is invaluable to my fans and listeners. And uh, I hope that they embrace your company uh, wholeheartedly. So uh, guys, uh, that being said, make sure you head to the Sandbox King com get yourself uh, knowledgeable on the products and services that this guy provides and uh, give him a follow on, on social media make sure that you're getting the feed so that you're constantly updated on uh, not only the prints but all of the products and services that are available through sandbox kings at sandbox kings on instagram and at sandbox kings on twitter as well uh, mike McInerney on behalf of the big mx podcast show Incredible conversation, brother. Really appreciate you taking some time. Brad, thanks so much for giving us a shout. We appreciate it. And, uh, you know, good luck with the show and everything. Excellent. I appreciate you, my friend. You have yourself a great day. You as well. Thank you for listening to the Big MX Podcast, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles. Be sure to check out our archive for episodes you may have missed. Check out our website at BigMXRadio.com for more content.